0: Welcome back to Tales of Southwest Michigan's Past. I am your host, Michael Delaware, and today we are going to explore the history of the Athens Village, which is located in the southwest corner of Calhoun County, about 15 miles south of Battle Creek. So the Athens village has kind of an interesting history. Um, It was named after Athens, New York, as many of the Euro-American settlers were from Athens, New York. Its first settler was Isaac Crossett, who built a house there in Athens in 1832. He first arrived in 1831. So Athens in present day is roughly about a 1,000 people, according to the 2010 census, just a little over a 1,000. And it's located on the Nautaua Creek, which runs through the town of Athens. Now, at one point, I found an early reference that the name of the creek was also called Nautaua River. So there's a little bit of change over time in some of the names of the rivers down there. The first store that was built in Athens was built in 1854 by a man named William Simons. Now, as to when the village was officially incorporated, I found two different dates. One on the AthensPath.com, which is a website that features all the cities that are named Athens in the United States, and they state that the village was officially incorporated as a village in the state of Michigan in 1895. In the book, History of Calhoun County, written by Washington Gardner, he says that the village was officially incorporated in 1896. So it's within those two years, most likely. Now, this area was settled by the Potawatomi tribe before the Euro-American settlers moved into the area. And unlike many other parts of Michigan, the Potawatomi never were fully driven out, although their reservation was dissolved officially in 1830. As of the first Athens Township meeting, which was held in 1835, and as of 1913, there were still about 60 Potawatomi residents of the Athens Township at that time. Out of about 1,500 residents at that time period, today there's still a large Potawatomi tribe presence down in the Athens area. They have quite a community down there, and they have received a lot of economic success from the casino. Kudos to them. Now, as Of the 1910 U.S. Census of Athens Township, there was 69 Indians recorded living in the township. 40 were living in the Indian Village Reservation area, and at least two of the Indians were Ottawa Indians and not Potawatomies. So there was a presence of some of the other tribes in that area. So there's an interesting write-up in a history of Calhoun County by Washington Gardner on the Athens Village. I'm going to read to you what he. He wrote about the village back when he published this publication, which was around 1900 or so. He writes, one of the best towns of its size in southern Michigan is the village of Athens. It was incorporated in 1896. William Layer was the first village president and Elmer Overholt the second president. The village has a fine electric lighting plant operated by the Athens Mill and Power Company. The power is developed from the Natawasepi River, which runs." through the town. Their streets are well-lighted by two large tungsten burners on every corner. There was also a fine water system installed about six years ago by which excellent drinking water is furnished to citizens and fire protection afforded to property. Its schoolhouse is probably not surpassed by that in any community of a like number of people in the state. For several years past, the young men of its high school have given the school and town a state Reputation in the field of athletics, defeating nearly all comers, whatever the size of the school or town they represented. The several churches of the village are housed in substantial structures, and both the public services and the Sunday schools are well sustained. Athens has one bank which is in sound condition. It has an excellent class of business houses, and its merchants and businessmen generally are prosperous. One steam railroad, the Goshen. Michigan branch of the Michigan Central, constructed in the year 1888, runs from Battle Creek on the north to Goshen, Indiana on the south. The proposed electric line from Coldwater to Battle Creek will run through Athens. Now, this was part of the interurban electric railroad system that was being proposed at one time to run from Coldwater all the way to, to Battle Creek. And I don't know that it was ever officially built. They started funding and Construction and when I did a video on the Interurban, I mentioned that, but I was never able to determine that the route or the line was ever built. Perhaps part of it was, um, but the plan was to run to the village of Athens, and my presumption it probably would have gone and continued down to Union City and over to Coldwater. And all Washington Gardner mentions is that there seems to be strong possibilities that this road will be built at an early time. He goes on to mention that the Athens Hardwood Lumber Company is one. of the important industries of the village, employing at some seasons of the year as high as 25 men. It is the only band mill in southern Michigan. The Athens Creamery Company is one of the successful concerns of the town. Two large grain elevators, one owned by P.I. Simons of Jackson and with S.W. Lear as the local manager. And together they meet what wants of the rich farming community all about. Wood and Woodruff, local lumber dealers carry one of the largest and finest assortments in southern Michigan. It is generally well-to-do people live in comfortable homes in Athens. Its sidewalks are as good and there are as many miles of them in proportion to the number of inhabitants as will be found in any village in the state. Its shaded streets and well-kept lawns give a general atmosphere of home likeness to the village. Then he goes into discussing the different newspapers that were established in Athens and how long they lasted. The first one was the Athens News, which was the first newspaper to be printed in the village, and it was established by the McDowell Brothers of Menden in 1880. The plant was brought in by a wagon, for Athens had no railroad until 1888. The paper was very small in size and survived but a short time. The second one was the Athens Times, which was established in 1883 by L.A. H. Love, who printed a four-page, eight-by-twelve sheet on a job press for a number of years when it was enlarged to a five-column page and later a six-column page. Mr. Love owned the paper with the exception of a few brief intervals until about June of 1908, when his health failed and he sold it to a man by the name of Etheridge, who sold it to another man by the name of Macmillan. The hand equipment was eventually discarded for a modern power plant, and the Times now prints four pages at home and enjoys a splendid advertising and job printing. And finally, the third paper that he mentions was a publication called the Athens Bee, which was established in 1896 by Jerome Culp and another man by the name of Newman as the editor. The paper lived for about seven or eight years and suspended publication and the plant was sold to Vicksburg and was now being used as the Vicksburg Herald. So that was the extent of what he wrote about the village of Athens in the history of Calhoun County. Now, there's also a lot of rich history about the village that could be explored at local cemeteries. There's quite a number of small historic cemeteries in the area. There's the Oldburg Cemetery, which is a smaller one just east of the village center. And then there's the Burr Oak Cemetery, which is just west of the village center, which is a little bit larger. And I intend to do a video on that cemetery later this summer. Perhaps I might even get to it sooner than that. And if I do, before this uh, podcast airs, I will put a link to that video in the description. There's also an Indian Cemetery off of S Drive, and then there's the North Sherwood Cemetery, which is off of M60, very close to the southern parameters of Athens. Then there's another one called the North Athens Cemetery, which is a little bit north of the Indian Cemetery. And there's a few other small ones in the area. So the area is quite rich in history with a lot of agriculture and milling. And it was um, quite prosperous in in its early time. It's not got as much industry today as it had in the early days, but it's still a very uh, nice looking village. If you travel down there, they have a lot of historic homes that are well kept and cared for. And their high school still tends to be competitive in the local sports. So they have quite a rich tradition going back into that uh, history, even back to the early days. So that's going to do it for today's journey exploring some of the history of the Athens village. If I come across more on this village, I will certainly do a follow-up episode because it's a fascinating little town and I travel through it quite often myself. If you like today's podcast, please take a minute to subscribe for future episodes on whatever option is available on the app that you are listening to. If you'd like to find out more about me, visit my website at michaeldelaware.com you can also support the work that i'm doing on there through a couple of links on that web page there is a way to make a direct donation as well as to shop some of the merchandise that i have that i promote also on my youtube channel and of course i will put the link to my youtube channel on there so that you can check out some of the videos that i've made about local history in battle creek and southwest michigan thank you for joining me today i hope that you'll join me next time as we take another adventure in to some more chapters of Southwest Michigan history. Thank you for listening.